Hey there, everybody. Pancake here. Welcome to a very special episode of the So Cool Podcast. It's not often that this podcast intersects with my real life. I prefer to use it as an escape back to a simpler time when everything was funny and we were all young and vibrant. Less than 24 hours after we finished recording season two, my dad passed away. The man we all called JP had a very interesting life and was a masterful storyteller. He played Pony League baseball with the Unabomber. He got fired from a job for asking John Wayne Gacy what kind of asshole wears a clown suit to a Christmas party. He was in the Blues Brothers movie, and he genuinely loved people. I just want to say thank you to everyone who reached out and grieved with us. We really appreciated it. I don't know if my dad ever knew what a podcast was, but I think he would have dug it. So in this episode, I'm giving him some space to do what he did. Tell stories. And on the B-side, Robin and I have a special fishbowl. Blues Brothers. Thank you for listening, and we love you. Just sit up there and talk about how fucking cool you are. For me and the Lord, we got an understanding. Bam's a bam. What's a bam? Well, you wouldn't even know. It's not gay. It's all male. That was in the that was in the sixties, and I don't think it changed. I can't he was friends with John C. Riley. No, E. P. U. G. U. G. P. Who peed on my mother's couch. What? Why? Well, <laughs> well, because he came home on a weekend with me. And we were went to the St. Paddy's Day parade on 79th Street, the old one. And we got drunk, and then we got home, and he peed on the couch, and he moved. Your friend peed on the couch? My yeah. mother's couch. Did Marianne have any of your kids or anything? Marianne? No. <laughs> I wish she did. Why? I'll tell you that. She was nice. But he had pornos open. Open. No, but you, you have to tell the whole story because all Wait, the it doesn't go together unless you tell it. It doesn't go. Like, explain it. We know the Mike, story, just, but Mike doesn't. You have no, to tell it. The way tell it from I the met the guy was playing this fucking music and buying drinks. And he's really a you know, jovial guy. And then I try to talk to him like I always do. And then he showed you the over. Well, no, he was deaf. <laughs> but I started talking to him and I figured it out. And he told me I can't hear nothing. Well, let's know. get back to the Oprah floor. Well, he needed a ride home. <laughs> well, you got to talk about the safaris. Yeah. Well, no, wait a minute. It was a big deal. He needed a ride home. So, okay, it's a big game oh, yeah, in Africa. Yeah. He took Walter Payton, he took all these famous guys. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see Walter Payton. That's a new addition. That's a new addition. You know what? I'm not kidding you. Anyone, right. anyone else I would question, but you know, Ted Kaczynski and Casey. not question I'm not going to question you. Guess what now? <laughs> Guess who I used to drink with? Scott Peterson. Legion. Legion and, Legion and New Lenox. You mean the Drewster? No, not Drew. No, Scott. Peterson. Drew Peterson? Peterson? The guy that's in jail. Drew or Scott? Drew Peterson. I used to drink with him. 
Yes, in the Legion. He's a scumbag. That's why JP was sticking up for him. He's younger than you. No, he, Drew Peterson. He was on. He was on. Wait, let's go back to the story. Will County. It's an engineer. To get this back on track on the whole program. No, no. So now about Drew Peterson. Yeah. Scott Peterson's a different killer. Talk Whoa. about the guy with the Oprah. Okay, so <laughs> we don't care about. Okay, so Peterson. I met this guy. Okay, so I hate it. All right, he needed a ride home. He's drunk. He's been buying beers for a hundred people in his bar, Taiwan's, and he in Mokina. Well, no, I just started talking to him, and then he liked me, and we're bullshitting a little bit with sign language and all that. And you could, you know, sign language. Says, I need a ride home. It's a new fire. So I get this buddy of mine, Todd. He's in there with me. Oh, Todd. Okay, so now Todd. I says, Todd, got to give this guy a ride home. He's drunk. And he's dead. He can't drive. Well, he's got a car there. Okay, he says, drove it. So I told the guy, both of us, we'll take you home. One of us drive your car. I'll drive mine. Oh, because you weren't you. drinking. Well, yeah, but. Not a, right. It well, was a different era. Yes. Who knows? Uh, at the time, you had more experience. It was a questionable thing to me. <laughs> it seemed not long. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a I good mean, idea. So I take yeah. him I take him out to where he lives, this gated community. Up around Lombard, up around where you live, somewhere. I live we, in got, we get waved in. We Todd's driving his car. I'm Wait, driving my gated community. We get the guy brings us in there. We go to his right just like this big condo. I don't know. Animals hanging all over the walls. He's a big gamer. That's what he said. That's what I do. Because when he got divorced, he went to Africa for like six months. How does, how does he hear the animals sneaking out? No, I don't know. He's in business. It's got nothing to do with that. Okay. This is his business. And he come home. He went to his house in Mokina and knocked on a door. And some Mexican woman opened the door. Says, what do you want? He says, my house. She's in your house anymore. Your wife sold off your and divorced. Yeah. So he went back to scratch, but he knew the banker in Mokina. Okay. He went and borrowed fifty grand and went back to the big game hunting and made more money. Come back and when he, now he's back working again. He's got all kinds of money once a year. He buys everybody everything. Well, yeah, he had a bulldoze. They were shooting at him. But he, it was on TV. Oh, <laughs> I re- that's why I remember that. The part of it. <laughs> he tried to bulldoze the house because he was so pissed off. <laughs> so he had bulldozed. And they were tuned in. Awesome. And Mokina. I'm not kidding you. I see that TV. <laughs> Okay, so you're in the house. You're in the house. You're in the house. So then we take him there and everything. He says, you know, I get, we're we're looking at all these animals and shit. You know, we're drinking. He says, says, I'll tell you what, I got pictures of all these stars, all this shit. He says, hunting. He says, I got pornos of Oprah. He says, I get the fuck out of here. How did you know who Oprah was? She would just come on. She was, she was like a star. Okay. Then. But she, she had was a talk blooming show. star. She wasn't she way wasn't on top. Sometimes yeah. you gotta work your way up. Yeah. yeah. And he says, <laughs> I got I got porno movies for her. <laughs> was it really her? And he though? did. Well, I don't know. 
I mean, who am I? Here I am, drunk. Watching these horror movies. I'm drunk with a wild game hunter. Yeah. It's death. How about? Yeah. It's like the hangover. Like with Mike Tyson. This all happened. They have like a tiger. I mean, we left. We left. It's the same life. Mike Tyson. We left his carter. Uncle Jerry, anyone else I would doubt that you'd have the photo evidence. Well, I don't have nothing. I was there. Ted Kaczynski. No, no, I'm saying you got the Ted Kaczynski. He's got the Kaczynski and the Gacy back. I know. It's like, the fuck out of here. But him? Yeah. All right, it happened, probably. To some degree. Yeah. Give or take a couple facts. I thought it was bullshit. That's why I'm going along with it. Yeah, you're like, oh, let's go. You know, we'll take you home. Anyone else you would go, they got some blowhard on just making shit up. I'm telling you, man. This guy can back it up. I believe it's true. Go get tied. Go find him. I believe it. Tied and verified it. I'm not going to find my buddy. We're trying to just document the whole thing. I cannot even. For the book, Cautless. It was. It was so outrageous. Yeah, we're good. Can I have another beer? <laughs> That's like chapter five. It was so outrageous. That's a whole chapter. And it was what, like, <laughs> what car were you driving at the time? Yeah, what car did you seven? have at the time? Yeah. It was the burn, the burn spot. Well, maybe you had the black. The black. The black was a long time. You have the 77. Because Todd, if you were living in Mokina, it was a 77. No, it was one of my beaters. The maroon? One of them? Five beaters. Yeah, I know. People gave me cars. <laughs> People were giving me cars. Because your car was so bad. Yeah. The Impala. Oh, the green one. No, a guy gave it to me. What is it? Oh, no, that one I bought. Four door. Nice little car. Yeah, it was Chuck. Chuck was Sherry's husband. I know Sherry from Philly. It was her husband sold to me. Yeah, only one opened before you wrecked it. No, no, it was that car was cherry. It was. Uh, it was <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Before I hit the drove, no, I had it parked for a moment. I had it parked for a moment. That's why we all weren't riding says, in the car. I want to take your car. One night he said, Dad, I need it. I got to take your car. That was my thing with the no, chicks. No, that's like, my car. I just bought it. Well, no, I mean, just one night. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be careful. That car, there was not a body panel when I was done. Yeah, but you got one night, one wreck. I don't want to touch your food. And I never got to drive it because I had parked it. Because I was having trouble with my license class. I'll just tell you, you didn't want to drive that. No, it was a horrible car. It was an actual Chevy. It was a huge boat, and it was a horrible car. It was a piece of shit. Yeah, when you got done with it, it had four doors. You didn't have a scratch on them after that, though. It had four doors. Well, yeah, that is remarkable. It had four doors, one open before the accident. One open. That was a different. It was like a 68. That was a good. It got like two miles per gallon. It was a 77 Impala. Was it a 77? Car. 
wasn't it? It was a work car. It wasn't like, you know, a cruising pickup chick car. It wasn't even it a work car. It didn't even work. I, <laughs> I, I bought it from Chuck and it was good. <laughs> Who's Chuck? Oh, Chuck is Sherry's husband. Sherry? Yes. What? Yeah. Sherry's ex husband. Sherry's ex-husband. Oh, it had four ball well, tires just, and one door that opened. We were just trying to figure out what That was Nothing a good car. Will. That was the best thing Orman I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't have a car. You didn't have a license. The best thing I could have did was wreck that. The best thing you could have did. You should have just... Who did you get that from? Chuck. Chuck Sherry's husband. Who did it? Yeah, that the guy in the Navy. Guy was in the Navy. That was a nice. He belonged to the Legion. He was in there. Corinthian Legion. I'm telling this. Everyone when I was in high school, they're like, "What is this?" The guy gave it to me. Tattoo. That's another one. The guy gave me the car. He was. He was in the Navy. He was a recruiter. It's <laughs> in like, and he was getting transferred. He was getting transferred. And he says, "Jerry, the best thing I can do with this car, I've had this car since it was new. I'm giving it to you." And I had this car, rich Corinthian leather, two door. That was Like all four hubcaps came off. Like I drove it. Did you roll it? It's like, it's like the this? worst color made. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tail, right? <laughs> but it was a good car. <laughs> Everyone's like, that's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember the scar. Actually, <laughs> it quit running at your dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> and I took it to it's the mechanic. Like down the street that your dad recommended, and the guy said, yeah, like, like, I remember we were at a party, it would be about $800, he said it would be about $800, like, no, I went over there with the title, gave it the title, I went over there with the title, I went over there with the what is that, that's your next child's name, we got it all here, in America, the land of the Chrysler 430, All you guys do is just sit up there and talk about how fucking cool you are. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the So Cool Podcast. Well, here it is, late 2019, going on 1985. You know, so many of the podcasts we hear today are pre-programmed electronic disco. You never get a chance to hear master comics practicing their craft anymore. By the year 2026, the podcast known today as So Cool will exist only in the classical records department of your local public library. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, while we still can, let us welcome from Rock Island, Illinois, the podcast of Jerry Pancake and Christopher Robin, the So Cool Podcast. 
You're such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. It saddens and hurts me that the two young men whom I raised to believe in the Ten Commandments have returned to me as two thieves with filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Get out and don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. There's a lot of water under the bridge with this season versus last season. There is, and we are going back to our original fishbowl setup because someone spilled Chardonnay on the computer. I don't know that that was me, but you're kind of implying that I'm a deeply closeted Chardonnay drinker. And you're not closeted. Like, you have a case of it above your fridge. But I would never drink that if I went out in public. And you... I've seen you watching movies crying with a bottle of Chardonnay. I mean, I listen to Mozart every Saturday night by <laughs> myself with a glass of Chardonnay. And a like a warm blanket. I don't know why I want to get into that. What is the warm <laughs> blanket? Does that mean? You tussled in a warm blanket with a bottle of Chardonnay. I mean, I guess so. It sounds very feminine. It's but fall. It's like a fall. It is fall. That's. I'll give you that. But um, yeah, thanks. I'm now an outed Chardonnay drinker. So um, we are going to pick a movie out of the fishbowl here, and I'll let you do the honors. All right. I just want to clarify here. This movie that pops out of this fucking thing isn't going to be some coinciding with our episode number that you stuck a bunch no. of post-its in. All right. Okay. So we, we're going back to the glass fishbowl, and it's got, what, 200, 200 movies. movies. And I, I'll give you a drum roll so you can pick it so you don't think I'm breaking it. Damn right. Okay. Drum roll. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, what is this? Ooh, the Blues Brothers. Oh, I am so excited about that. One wow. of my favorite films. Of One of time. my all-time favorite films. Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, two of my heroes. John Landis direct. Oh, God, he was such a good director. He too, was. Until that helicopter thing. He, he went down with Stevie Ray Vaughan? No, didn't he like the Twilight Zone movie not to get off? Oh, I don't know. I don't he know. He killed like some child and it's it oh, not good. Filming it. So <laughs> got it off to a kind of a dark start. Well he killed John Belushi. <laughs> I mean if you wanna look at it that dark. way. I mean it's six degrees of speedball heroin oh, cocaine. Boy. Yeah, it's awful. Alright, so this movie this is really close to our, our hearts because we were the south side of Chicago. Yeah, I mean, it was filmed in Chicago and around Chicago. Um, I actually probably know where a lot of the locations are. Um, my dad was an extra in the movie. Oh, shit, yeah, your dad was in the movie, in the mall scene. In the mall scene. It's, it's very short, and when DVDs came out is the only time we were able to isolate where he is. Yeah, but remember with the VHS, he kept telling us to pause it? But yeah. it's like a blink of an eye. It's a blink. The VHS wouldn't pause right, 
so... But it's clearly him. It's clearly him. They told him to wear very muted colors, and he wore a bright green shirt. Is that true? The casting director yes. told them to wear. <laughs> yeah, and they were annoyed because they were trying to like talk to all the the stars and everything. So. Wow. Well, that sounds like your dad. Yes. Yes. Out of work electrician going on a movie set, but he was in that mall scene. That was Dixie Square Mall. That was Route Thirty. And is that Route Thirty? I it, thought that was like West Side. No, it is. Uh, it's in uh, Harvey. Okay. Which is right. south uh, south side. It's um, right kind of up against the Indiana border off of I-94. Would there be anything else? Yes. Do you have a Miss Piggy? Remember that we saw it when we first started hanging out and you had gone, I mean, boy, this digs deep. You, I, My parents were extremely strict and I was like 15 and I wanted a car. And <laughs> bought that car for you. I gave you the money for yeah. a car Mangia. Yeah, you and, were really mad. Well, I didn't even get to see the car ever. That was, it, I never drove it. You drove it up a uh, telephone pole, that true story. <laughs> um and, and it was two hundred and seventy-five dollars. To be fair, hey, that was a lot of cash back in the well, day. Well, there used to have a section in the penny saver that was transportation specials, and it was five hundred dollars or under cars. Right, right. So that's where you found it. But we had to go to one hundred thirtieth and Torrance to get the car. Yeah, and none of us knew how to drive stick. No, so, so that's kind of a dangerous neighborhood, right? Yeah, Altgeld Gardens, I think. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's a housing project. Barack Obama worked there as an organizer. I did not know. Um, anyway, so we stalled the car out in a barbecue joint's parking lot. Sal's And we just barbecue. left it there. I know. I was very pissed and off. And then we had that. to steal my mom's car to drive back there to jump it. And when we were trying to jump the car, an unmarked police car careened around the corner and they got out and pointed their guns at us. And then they realized, like, we were white kids and they told us to get the hell out of the neighborhood. The pianos, amps, mics, the works. Now go on, get. Breaks my heart, boy, that young going bad. Tell me a little about this electric piano, right? Ah, you have a good eye, my man. That's the best in the city of Chicago. 
Which is surprising when Ray Charles is playing music in the street and everybody's doing the dance and the boogaloo. That, I, I'm surprised. That. Well, that was filmed in Chicago. That's a, That store is actually a... a um, I think it's Cheryl's Loans or something now. What is that, Ray's Music? Ray's Music Exchange. Exchange. It's actually on the south side. It's near um, uh, uh, U.S. Cellular Field or Guaranteed Rate where the White Sox play. Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So... A nice part of town back in the 80s. The Murph and the Magic Tones. That Holiday Inn. That Holiday Inn is in Schiller Park, and it's still there. I stayed there once. You're marvelous. Thank you. I'm Murph, and these are the magic tones. Steve the Colonel Cropper, Donald Duck Dunn, Willie Too Big Hall, and Tom Bones Malone. We'll be back with the magic tunes for the Armada Room's two-hour disco swing party after this short break. Till then, don't you go changing. So, Jake, you're out, you're free, you're rehabilitated. What's next? What's happening? What you gonna do? You got the money you owe us, motherfucker? Well, and I, there's somewhere I've got some shoebox that's got a picture of either me or you, like, greeting outside of the Joliet prison, like right. the beginning of the Blues Brothers. Right. So, that, I mean, that scene where he walks out of the prison and then that, or he's in the prison and the guy's like one used prophylactic, which I don't, I don't, I don't think they would give you that back. One Timex digital watch broken. One unused prophylactic. One soiled. No. <laughs> I mean, I think that was the joke, right? I mean, it was basically saying that, that Joliet Jake was a big lady killer, right? Yes, and he did have a very fine lady in that one. Do you remember who that I was? mean, it was Carrie Fisher. Yes. Yes. And that was post-Star Wars. And pre-Paul Simon. Whoa. Wow, that's that's that little wormhole that she fit into there. What a great character her. She had this flamethrower. <laughs> she worked at the curl up and die yeah. beauty salon. Yeah, they used to just show her in there like picking her fingernails with a buck knife. And or she had this manual like for automatic weapons. <laughs> and it was always like short segments just dripped in. Right. Yeah. yeah. And she blew up there tenement apartment or whatever and then all the bricks came down and then they just magically John Candy was the cop oh yeah orange whip orange whip three orange whips alright so what was the story on this movie the story was that Elwood goes to get his brother out of jail he sold the Cadillac for a microphone and they're in some beat up Chicago cruiser where's the caddy the what we used to have the Bluesmobile. They traded it. Traded the Bluesmobile for this? No, for a microphone. A microphone? Okay, I can see that. Yeah, cop car. It's a um. Oh, oh, it's like a Highland Park or something. He went to some police auction and he got it for like 
fifty dollars or something. Well, and then I had that Dodge Aries, and I used to imagine that it looked like that car. Yeah, you used to say, "Oh, it's got cop tires, cop, cop shocks,", shocks. <laughs> and it was Dodge Aries, like they Four never cylinder. used those for cop cars. No, and it was like brown on brown. Well, and it was not fast. Oh no, you couldn't catch anyone in that car. No, now. One of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in modern film is when they go to the country bar. Uh, what kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. <laughs> and Bob's country bunk. They're like the, the guy. I, and again, wasn't that guy the bar owner like on Hee Haw or something? Yeah, he was some country. Bump. They had all these celebrity cameos in there, like they had Ray Charles, Aretha Franklin. Oh, yeah, I mean, the music was sick. Cab Calloway. Cab Calloway, and then um, that that Bob's Country Bunker, I think that was a set that they built that wasn't an actual bar. Really? Yeah. Um, so they go there... The good old boys, right, blues so, brother band. So the, let's get back to the plot. The okay. He gets his brother out of jail. They figure out, like, they're mad because the band broke up, right? Yes. Or, or Jake is mad. Well, the no, hold on. Up. There's more important. They went up to the nun, and the nun was smacking them around. But they were going to lose the convent or something? or They the were going to lose the church because, or the school or whatever, because the taxes weren't paid. <laughs> the Cook County taxes. Tax assessor. Which, I mean, it's to this day, I mean, they're outrageous. They the are. tax assessor was going to shut it down. So they go up there. She bats them around with that whip or whatever. Ruler, ruler, this large Catholic nun ruler, and then she says, "Don't come back until you've redeemed yourself." Yeah, and then she like, and then she floats back, and the door closes. Godly, and then they just get up like nothing happened. Yeah, and then they say like, "We're on a mission from God." And so they try to put the band back together. Right, and then they had to go find Murph and the Magic Tones. Well, who was the first one? Was it? Well, let's think. They Fancy. I don't remember. There's the Blue Lou Marini. Um, but he wasn't the first one. He was the one that was with the McIntyre Murphy. Murphy. And the they were at the Burger Joint. Shay Paul. The, oh. <laughs> where they go to the Shea Paul and they said, Mr. Fabulous. Mr. Fabulous. And you ain't like, going to get Mr. Fabulous out of that high-paying gig. Look, you might get some of the other boys, but you ain't getting Mr. Fabulous out of that high-paying gig. <laughs> and they go there, and they, like, throw shrimp in each other's mouths and everything. And, like, Dan Aykroyd puts his hand in the bread and, like, slams it against his face. And then... They're harassing the little girl. Ooh. How much for the daughter? How, How much, much for the girl? How much for your women? I buy your women. <laughs> yes. And so Mr. Fabulous just quits. Right. Gets fired. Yeah, he just leaves his high-paying gig. Yeah. He's like, oh, whatever. And then they go find Matt Guitar Murphy. That, yeah. He's that's married to Aretha. Aretha Franklin. At the chicken shop. Yeah, it's like the Soul Food Cafe on Maxwell Street. So the lead into that is the, um, is it B.B. King? 
Yeah, 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 that's right. They just show BB King on the yeah, he's yeah, out front. and he's like playing guitar on uh-huh. the street, uh-huh. and then this st- <laughs> wow, she was... goes in there and says, uh, "I'll have four fried chickens, yeah, four whole fried chickens, and, and a Coke." And Elwood was like, "Just dry white toast." Yeah, and so Matt Guitar Murphy knows exactly who that is from their order. He's like. Four fried chickens and a Coke and plain white toast. Some fucking blues, Some fucking brothers. blues brothers. How you boys been? And then Aretha's like this. And but that was funny because the blue Lou was like he had the sacks and he was walking on the yeah. fucking diner. And so he was working in there and he had a big hairnet on. <laughs> and then she sang, sings the respect song. Yes. And then he says, "I make the decisions. You're a woman." So, oh, yeah, so and he, and he throws the thing down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he throws down his apron. So yeah. then the band's back together, and then they go on this epic promotion tour to go and get the money to pay the taxes. Right, because they go to Slime. <laughs> Slime the, taking a Svitz. The Jewish uh, yeah. agent. Taking a Svitz in the you know big steam room and the whole band goes in there right it's like a bunch of guys but like the shot is like when they first do the shot it's just jake and elwood and slime but then when they pan out it's like all the whole band yeah yeah and he's (laughs) like well if you want to go to this this joint it's a barn but you guys fill that and you'll get the money in yeah the plaza hotel ballroom the plaza hotel ballroom yeah that was good that was shit that was like a whole thing that's kind of like that movie's like a musical it is like i so they developed those characters on saturday night live right like on I SNL. Yes, they did, right? And then they did actual albums before the movie came out. So this was like a pretty elaborate. And I think the budget was like what for special effects. I they wrecked like a record number of cars in that. Of Chicago police cars. I of remember. all kinds of cars. Yeah. They were like dropping them from cranes. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And they just had these amazing. That was one of the best car chases since Bullet. Oh, yeah. And what about the Illinois Nazis? (laughs) Those guys were fucking angry. And that was another cameo, right? Right. Yeah, like he was, they were the Illinois Nazis. And he's like, I fucking hate Illinois Nazis. (laughs) They were in traffic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was good. And then, so at the end, there was the huge car chase with John Candy. And then, yeah, remember they were like driving cars into semis and just, it was nonsense. At the right. End. It was crazy. So the, um, so it was like a musical. Yeah, it was a musical. Yeah. And so what the soundtrack, they recorded a lot of those songs. Did, what? The Blues Brothers yeah. songs? Yeah. 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 Well, they went on tour after that, or before right? they, they like toured with the dead. Because you had that briefcase full of blues album. Yeah, I I, I had several of those tapes because right. I just wore it out. And we used to pretend like we were the Blues Brothers. Well, who were you? You were like Thin and Elwood, Elwood and, and I was the Jake. Fat Jake. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Like, I'm taller. You're, you are taller, so I guess I am fatter. But I think we tried emulating like the lifestyle of the Blues Brothers. We did. I remember driving all over Chicago, like to go see different spots right. in that thing. We would just get up to mischief, and we would just go all over the place. So then they they get the Palace Hotel ballroom. Yeah. Right? They fucking have everyone in there, like, and but then they're late, right? Because Elwood was banging Twiggy. No, I think because didn't Carrie Fisher like? Oh, she was fucking with down them. in the tunnel. She was like, and he's like, "Baby, baby, please." No. Yeah, but they ran out of gas. Remember okay, they went to the thing yeah. and they're like, "We're out of gas," and they're like, "Yep," and they're like, "No, we're out of gas." Yeah, and he's like, "I guess we're gonna wait." Yeah, they just had the way that Elwood would talk to. He just had that perfect Dan Aykroyd. And there was some deadline that they had to meet, like to get it there to the Cook County Assessor's by office. By like, and by the time they got all their shit together, and they did the performance. Well, they did the performance, and then it was like a mafioso place, so they snuck out the back. Yeah. They signed a record deal, like there was some record guy yeah, back there. Yeah. Oh, that's right, more. Uh, well, oh, shit, I can't remember that guy. He's like, you guys are fucking great. And they signed him, and then they got him out of there, and then the cops were just chasing them all back to Chicago. Yeah. that's where they had to get the money. Yeah, so that was like, what, where was that Palace Hotel ballroom? Like north, like it was like Wisconsin, right? Right. So it was like, oh yeah, and they said so they were in the thing, and they're like, we got a full tank of gas, half a tank of cigarettes. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That shit. We we could go on and on about this movie. I mean, this is great. But it really did. I mean, that was at an age that came out, I think, in like 82. Right. So I was like 10. I remember that's funny because my folks were religious, but that's one movie that I remember my dad was like, you can come and watch this R-rated movie with yeah, me. Yeah, like, I we went to the theater to see it because my dad was, like, in it. In it. Really? That's crazy. I don't know if I ever knew that story. Yeah, be, and we had the album. Like, my mom went crazy. Like, she put, like, a big star on the door for when he got home and stuff. It was really, like... That, that's so cute. They divorced like three yeah. years later. <laughs> so, <laughs> horrible. Well, um, thanks for the reminder. I'm sorry. I mean, hey, divorce happens. It's... No, but my dad, we always, like, he, that was one of his favorite movies, too. So, like, we got to see it, and we bought it immediately when it came out on VHS. Yeah, I had it on Laserdisc. I don't think I've never ever not owned it. No, that thing was like three or four discs, too. Right, and all the albums. So, yeah. Remember the Laserdisc player? <laughs> you really, you still have one. I do have one in my garage, though. It's an un- unbelievable and unbeatable quality. Right. You just have to, you know, it gives you a pee break. Well, you also have an $8,000 Atari. Well, look, I'm into vintage things, so. <laughs> I drive a vintage Volvo, so what, what, what do you expect? Well, 
That's the Blues Brothers. That is the Blues Brothers, and I'm really impressed that that came up out of the fishbowl. And, I uh, am too. I mean, I remember drawing or writing that on the post-it note more like than before one last season. No. <laughs> more than one. That would be it. Well, that's good, and uh, yeah, I uh, I'm glad we got to discuss that, and I'm glad we got to uh, talk about all the memories that we had running around. And yeah, your dad was in that. That's amazing. Yeah, crazy.